Here it is. Here we are. Finally, everybody, welcome to Walk the Line. It's time for the real NCAA football season to begin. My name is Dan Cryer, and with me today again is my boy, Brooks Lambier. What's up, Dan? How's it going? Buddy, it's going pretty well. We've reached daylight savings where it gets dark at 12 noon. We get 48 degrees. We get rain. It's time to enjoy Michigan. So, this is my question. Is, yes or no, this the best college football week we've seen this season right now? Coming up right now. Yeah, because there are a lot of big games, and there are a lot of teams that can fall, and there are a lot of different scenarios that can happen for the predictions for this next upcoming yeah. week's playoff race. It starts now. The real stuff. We, Ladies and gentlemen, we are today, you know, we're, we're, we're recording. We're going to get this up on November 7th, 2014. We're talking about NCAA Week 11, which is November 8th, 2014. A couple games from NFL Week 10, which is November 9th, 2014. But really, we are centered on college football, and primarily we're centered on the Michigan State Spartans hosting Urban Meyer and the Ohio State Buckeyes on Saturday night. ESPN Game Day's here. The whole world's going to be watching. This is the one game that Michigan State has to have. So, Brooks, I need you to just tell me what's up with this game. Tell me what's up. I'll tell you what's up, Cryer. I don't know. This is going to be a very interesting game, man. I'm I'm just – I mean – Michigan State three and a half at home. I think that's a little, that's a little just too small. I think disrespectful. Yeah, it's disrespectful. I just don't understand. Like I, I, Ohio State's not not played a ranked team all season, and you know they lose to Virginia Tech at home. Four and five Virginia Tech. Yes, four and five. And Virginia Michigan Tech. State. Yes, Michigan State melted down in the fourth quarter against Nebraska. But Michigan State just put the hurt on Michigan, and Michigan showed because Michigan, we'll talk about, played Indiana Hoosiers, a terrible team with a terrible quarterback who Michigan State defeated 56-17, but Tevin Coleman and and uh, the quarterback, the old Xander, was fumbling the ball away. Michigan won 34-10. This is a team that Michigan State just destroyed. Now, Ohio State dis- just destroyed Illinois, but they had a tough time in Penn State, so they're coming in here. But the question is, at this point of the season, What's this three? What's the what's the three and a half? Like I, I have to say it in this voice. Like what's this three and a half? I can't believe it. Last week I said six and a half would be it. What's this three and a half? Disrespect? Yes? No? Maybe they're just thinking Ohio State's better, but you have to kind of count that JT Barrett has the MCL sprain, which you know yeah. that's not going to go away in a week. Uh, Urban Meyer team not as good offensively as they have been in the past. And the numbers only show how good they are offensively because of the teams they've played. Weak teams. Weak teams. Yes. So I'm not. I'm not sure about the. Th- I'm not sold on the three and a half. I think. I don't think that's a good line right now. I think Michigan should be State, way higher. Way higher for Michigan State. And, and at least and a touchdown. The thing is, here's here's what I'm gonna just say. This is me playing hypothetical crier McGee. All right. There's a different alternate universe where Braxton Miller never got hurt. And Ohio State never lost to Virginia Tech. All right? So now instead of whatever they are, 6-1, and 7-1, who cares? We're 6-1 and or 7-1. Instead of a one-loss team, they're an undefeated team. Instead of us being what we are, we're exactly what we are. So I'm saying don't change a thing. Michigan State went to Oregon and lost, and then Ohio State with Brax is coming on in here. We're still a three-point favorite. That's the part I don't understand. We're still a three-point favorite with Brax. He's gone. They have a freshman quarterback. I think we destroy them. And by destroy, everybody, we're talking, 
I'm going to just straight up say it. The over-under is 57.5. Not going to happen. There's 38-degree 30, weather, 34-degree weather. Let me just tell you guys, I just walked from the parking lot with Brooks here. Was it fun? No, it's <laughs> rainy and cold. Yeah, it, and, and, it's a, and it's a lot of other swear words I'm not going to say. It's terrible here. They're not going to be topping 57. It's, it's terrible. Tur- terrible, like it, Charles Barkley. It's terrible Tur- to the terrible. point where you're like, please don't make me ever be right here outside. Where's a brick building now? Anything. Just get me out of this misty, rainy, cold, like horrible, horrible, horrible place where we love being, honestly. Because three and a half, I'm just telling you, man. This is not Braxton Miller coming in here. This is JTJJJF Barrett. But here's the thing that I'm trying to tell you, Brooks. With Braxton Miller, it's still like going to be a Michigan State favorite at this point. So I feel disrespected. Maybe it's the weird. I don't. I just. I'm missing something. That Kansas State and and TCU are ranked ahead. Sure, they've had good wins, but yes. Michigan State's strength of schedule hasn't been good, but they've been destroying teams, so I think they need to cover the spread. I just, I, the whole thing throws me off. It should be six and a half. Michigan State should be winning by at least 28 to 17, something like that. A game that stays under. I don't know. The whole thing's just making me mixed. I don't know. Maybe it's the Urban Meyer factor, the three and a half, because he's a good coach. He is. I mean, he's won national championships, but like I said before, this isn't a team, this isn't the same Ohio State team as last year. No Carlos Hyde, no Braxton Miller, uh, you know, so we'll see, you know. It feels like an Ohio State light, and I'm saying that as an objective. Like, if they come in here and defeat Michigan State, then awesome. But Urban Meyer, you really are a great coach who can take a team without Braxton Miller and form them into something that is literally should be considered, if not for the top four, for, a, for what used to be known as a BCS Bowl. So that's going to show me a lot. But I just don't see it happening because Michigan State's defense has been so dominant, man. So good. Just destroyed Michigan the other week. So I, I just don't see it. I mean, like, Ohio State hasn't – they faced Virginia Tech and didn't, didn't fare very well. Yeah, they gave up 35 points. And I just think Michigan State's going to disrupt them. They're going to cause turnovers. They're going to make, make Barrett have to make rush throws that get intercepted. I mean, I'm modestly saying that Michigan State wins 28-17. I'm just gonna modestly say that. Like, what's up? Like, I I just can't do it. I I don't. And that's I'm incredulous today. That's the word. I cannot believe what I'm seeing. Three and a half, after what Michigan State's done to teams for the last two years. You know, in the '57 last year, the the Big Ten championship was 34-24. That adds up to 58. But I'm telling you, the weather, the weather conditions, we're gonna have some slow. Michigan State doesn't really kick a lot of field goals. Geiger's having a very poor year. So just that that's why I went to 2028. I mean, what do you think about this? You know, I think it's going to be it's going to definitely going to go under. I don't see it getting past 57. This isn't going to no. be a shootout. Both of these defenses aren't bad. Um what was it Bosa we like on the defensive yeah, line? He's legit. Very good player for Ohio State. Michigan State defense solid, but I think it's going to be more than the three and a half. I don't I'm not I don't You think s- Michigan State covers? Yes. There's no way that Michigan State just wins by three points by like a late field goal. That that's not going to happen. No, it's going to be a win. A win is going to be a big win. Yes, a win is going to be a win, and I'm going to say the Spartans win this one. Twenty-eight. I like twenty-eight, twenty-one. 
by a touchdown. And I, I, I pondered that same exact score. I mean, we both like Michigan State to cover. We both like the under. And I'm sorry to be glib or like disrespectful to Ohio State, but you haven't shown me much. You, your program this year, 2014. Like, you have a freshman quarterback, awesome. And he showed a really good job to hold himself together in the Penn State game. They were up 17-0. He threw a pick six, went to overtime, healed his crap together. They got lucky because they started double overtime on the 12-and-a-half-yard line, and he got pushed in by his own offensive lineman and took full credit for it. So, <laughs> you remember that? Yes, I remember that. Okay, so then Penn State got sacked by Boza, who was Bosa, Bosa, awesome. Literally, like that dude, I want your autograph. That's how cool that dude is. Five sacks in the game, all right? But welcome to Michigan State's defense. Everybody's going to be ready, and it's a night game. It's time to go. It's time for Michigan State to show that we need to jump. So Kansas State, TCU, like I respect for being good, but neither of those two teams deserve to be above Michigan State right now. Yeah. Michigan State deserves to be fifth. Right behind Oregon, I believe, and the other, you know, you got your Auburn, Mississippi State, and you got Florida State. And Oregon straight up beat Michigan State, so hopefully those SEC teams, this Big 12 stuff, I don't know, does that bug you, the Big 12 being above us? Um, I mean, do you want to get into that game We're right now? We're getting into it, we so that's what I'm doing. We're getting into it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Big 12, let's put it this way, Texas is not Texas anymore. Oklahoma's the powerhouse. Iowa State is been they're, awful they're, for they're, years. West Virginia is the only really consistent team. Oklahoma's the golden child, though, because they're, yeah. they've lost twice this season already. Mm-hmm. Baylor is the up-and-coming one with the high-power offense yep. that can't play any defense. Yep. The Big 12 is what everyone knows for the past couple of years to be a non-defensive league and just yeah. offense. It's a scattershot at West Virginia League. Yeah. Put up 30-some points. Yeah. Last week, TCU won the last second field goal to win 31-30, you know, and they, they did not cover the spread, but they did continue on. And we're seeing if you're highly ranked, you just need to win by one. You just got to go. Mm-hmm. So, But go, go, go on. I like where you're going yeah, with this. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, TCU has shown that they can put up points. And, I mean, Kansas State competed with Auburn. They only lost 2014 to them earlier in the season at home. Well, so, set this game up for me, Brooks. What do we got on the list here? What's I mean, next? I, I think. Tell me who's playing. So, yeah. So we have Kansas State, TCU. So Kansas State is at, at Texas Christian. Okay. So that's the number seven Kansas State Tigers, uh, Kansas State Wildcats going okay. into the Horn Frogs, the number six. Okay, who's favored? So the favorite right now would be TCU by six, which I think that could be a possibility because TCU has one of I think has the number one scoring offense in the in right. the nation, and they put up like eighty two points a couple weeks ago. They against, did against Texas which, Tech, which and they had 20, 31 it. last week. Yeah, but they they're putting them. They beat Minnesota like thirty seven nothing. Minnesota has two losses and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Actually, they're you. second now. Forty eight or uh, forty eight points they put up. Fair enough. Sixth That's still a lot. Yeah, it's still a lot. Um, the question is: Is Boykin going to be Boykin? He wasn't Boykin last week against West Lots Virginia. Lots of turnovers. Lots of turnovers. But then again, TCU didn't capitalize. On the turnovers, Western had five in their own in their own half of the field. West and Virginia had, played horribly. They did, and and I think and they barely lost. And I think it's when they terrible. had five, Western uh, TCU only had only took only got fourteen points off those five turnovers. So you know that's tell me, you know, in a game and especially in a game that it wasn't good yep. weather, TCU doesn't play well, but they have it at home. So I do like that six points they're given. Uh, so I think they may win by more than six points. I don't know. Kansas State's a very good defensive team, but Texas Christian, you know, seven one, four one in Big Twelve. 
two scores stand out to me, just for reference sake, for Kansas State. Because I've seen TCU, they put up 82 points against Texas Tech. They just defeated West Virginia 31-30 on the road. It's tough, obviously, because a Texas team going to West Virginia, that is a very different region, different climate. Now, Kansas State, they, some would say, got lucky because they were up 31-30 to Oklahoma, who the kicker had missed an extra point. The kicker botched, remember that kick from like 14 yards out or whatever, the closest possible length you could have, like 18-yard field goal, 19-yard field goal, he completely just chopped it to the left. Yes. Now, they they escaped, but then they defeated Texas 23-0, so they've shown themselves to be a strong team. Yes. So, I know Kansas State has to both play Baylor and West Virginia this season. I'm talking from a Michigan State fan here. I would like to see Kansas State win to knock Texas Christian down because I think Texas Christian is completely overrated. I think both these teams are overrated, but after Michigan State defeats Ohio State and covers the spread, I think Michigan State should jump them. Anyway, Kansas State, six points to me is a lot of points, man. And I like, yes, Texas Christian tends to get in the 60s. So that's, and then you look at the 31 30. So that's, I'm going to think right in there again, man. So I say Texas Christian does win because it's just going to annoy me. Make me mad. So I'm going to say, so a game that goes so to the over. So we're going over. I got 34 to 29. All right. So that takes us over. That's so over a 63. Fi- over 57 and a half. Over 57 and a half. Okay. TCU wins just to annoy me because Florida State threw some interceptions and won barely. TCU had lots of turnovers. They were losing bad and they won barely. So I got TCU 34-29, but I have Kansas State covering with the over and then Michigan State's so cynical crier pops his head out. Michigan State finishes fifth and ends up in the Fiesta Bowl or something. Okay. All right. So Kansas State's interesting. They put up different amounts of points. Some of the 50s, some of the 40s, some of the 30s, some yep. of the 20s. That tells me a little bit that they play against a better defense. They're a little inconsistent. Auburn's defense is good. They only put up 14. You know, Oklahoma's defense, eh, put up 31. All right. You know. Texas, not solid off- offensively. Charlie Strong, known as a defensive guy, put up 23, and they won 23-0. Their defense, 12th I mean, overall. Texas is just terrible, though. Yeah, so. Texas is not good. They're, they're in a rebuilding. He's mm-hmm, taking off players mm-hmm, on his team and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's a catastrophe over there. Right now, it's chaos. But, again, Kansas State, points against 12th overall, 18.6. So, if the over-under is 57.5, TCU puts up a lot of points. Yes, For some reason, I'm just thinking this stays under. All just, right. it's, it's in my gut. But because, you mentioned earlier you think TCU is going to cover the six. Yes, I think they will cover the six. All right. I have TCU winning, I'm going to say just like the Michigan State-Ohio State game, 28-21. I think they win by a touchdown. It's going to be close. Fair enough. I could see that happening. I mean, there's just something when I saw TCU, they were dead and buried, and, you know, even the West Virginia fans were booing Dana Holgerson, I think is his name. If they I were, yes. And they were like, stop running up the middle and punting. Yeah. And he did it like two straight drives. They mm-hmm. punted and they lost. And we were texting back and forth. And they totally pooped it up. They should have had the game. And it's just like NC, NC State a few weeks ago. It's just like the other day when Florida State was losing at Louisville 21 nothing. Yes. So it's getting frustrating as a Michigan State fan to watch these teams that shouldn't be giving victories winning. But they're giving they're given victories. Yeah, and people go, well, Boykin still took him on the thing, and he threw that nice pass. He did. 
I mean, I'm not discounting that pass. That mm-hmm. was a sweet pass. Yes, and also the funny thing is, but, too, ESPN had showed him that if you watch the game two years two years before, uh-huh. they had done the same thing to TCU mm-hmm. to West Virginia at West Virginia. Yep. Last last minute they drive, like two, they went for two in overtime or something like that. Yeah, and then the one year the one year they threw like the 86 yard pass and went for the touchdown, and that you know. So, All I know is that as a Michigan State fan, it would have been great if Florida State or TCU lo- lost. It didn't happen. So what I'm hoping now, just I'm just speaking out loud, I need Florida State next week, the 15th of November, to lose at Miami, Florida. I need uh, Kansas State to beat TCU and then Kansas State to lose. But like I said, that means TCU and Florida State both stay in there. Yes. Michigan State finishes fifth, and then I'm punching some styrofoam walls. <laughs> now. SEC is eventually going to kill each other off. So this is another thing to consider. Yes. So, Brooks, I'm going to propose a game to you. Alabama is going to go to LSU this week. I think it's going to happen. Alabama is minus 6.5, so they're right under a 7-point favorite. Over-under is 46, very low. We've seen different battles. We see a national championship when, when Honey Badger was out there, I think, with 21 nothing. Alabama still won. Yes. Right? They can have low-scoring games, high-scoring games. I don't know. Last so we last time we saw LSU doing something awesome at home, they were winning ten to seven over Ole Miss. Ole Miss last week lost at home 20, 35 to thirty one to Auburn in a game we both picked Auburn, but we thought it would be under. We did, but Auburn's just pretty great. Yeah. So we're talking about three teams now. This is what I want your opinion on: Mississippi State's number one, Auburn's number three, Alabama's number six, whatever five. Five, yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Oregon's four, Alabama's five, six, seven of the Big 12 teams we just mm-hmm. talked about. Michigan State's eighth, which is a travesty. But anyway, so what do we need here? Do we need LSU to win this week? What? Do we, what but what do you expect? I mean, t- those both things. Well, I mean, if you look at Alabama's schedule, LSU, they still have to play Mississippi State, and they still have to go to uh, they still have to play Auburn at home. So there's still two games for them to mess up, and it's still. And like, and still, there's two games for Alabama to knock off the number one and three team. Yeah. So I think, and eventually, everyone, the SEC, they're going to cancel it themselves. I hope and so. They're going to get one or none because they're. Because, I think so too. You know, because SEC East is awful. I mean, Georgia, Georgia Georgia's leading there, right. but they just Florida lost to Florida. them. And you in know, Jacksonville, neutral yeah. site, but that's their biggest outdoor cocktail party. Get drunk. Yes. Right. But they got whooped. It was like thirty-seven ten or yes. something like and, that. Yes, and the only reason why it looked closer because they got they got a they got I think a okay. last minute touchdown. Yeah, and then who else is there? Like Missouri and stuff. Missouri's or, up there at the top, and you know it's really between I think Missouri so and Georgia. It's something they're is not bad happening. So the West yeah. is gonna just cancel each other out. Yeah, and so, then yeah. there's a championship game, and then who knows what's gonna happen there. But I, you know, I think. I'm I'm fine if Alabama wins this week because I think eventually down okay. the road they're wow. gonna win to Mississippi they're gonna lose to Mississippi State or Auburn. Oh, wow. Now, do you think though LSU at home can cover the six and a half? That's a lot of points to give a home team that looked pretty strong the other week against Ole Miss. Yes. I mean that, I'm priming your question, but I think you know where I'm going with this. Yes. So do you agree with me then? Because that's a lot of points to be given LSU. Well, you know they were they were underdogs at home, you know to uh, to Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know the, the crash and the Lake Pontchartrain, and everything. you got to get across Lake Pontchartrain, yes. Alabama. You tiger bait all yeah. of a sudden. Bur- Bourbon Street and what are oh, you partying too hard because you tiger bait and you don't even know it? Yes, you you elephants, you you just crimson drink tide. It up. I don't, you know, I just I I think six and a half is a lot, honestly, for Alabama, especially because LSU usually plays Alabama close every year, and 
in uh, Baton Rouge. It's in Baton Rouge. They don't need to go past like Pontchartrain, but they're going to stop by like Pontchartrain. Then they come back to Baton Rouge and then they tiger bait. Yes, they tiger bait. So six and a half seems like a good. I think it seems fair. Yeah. Because let's see, let's analyze Alabama. I think Blake Sims is finally coming into his his stride here. I think he's getting he's getting things going. Thirty four twenty Tennessee. They won fifty nine zero at Texas A and M. Yeah, they're looking pretty strong. Yeah, and then Amari Cooper, hands down, probably fastest, strongest, best prospect in the in the college football. Right Offensive or I think just player and player in general in the just country. Fast. I think he hits the ball. Goodbye. And he runs routes so well, mm-hmm. and I th- I think he's probably one of the top three best en- college football players in the country right now. Well, you've reached the point where I need you to give me a point. I need, I to, need to give need you a to, point. I need to hear it. It sounds like you got Alabama winning. I like Alabama. I don't think LSU. They're they're just not there. They're too young. All right. Anthony Jang's at quarterback, and and Fournette at running back. I just think I think they're too young, and I think this game, I think it's going to stay under the forty six. I don't I don't think there might this is going to be a runaway. Okay, what do you got? I'm going to say Alabama wins this one 21-14. So you got them winning by the touchdown and keeping it under. Yes. Now, you've done a great job convincing me. Because initially I'm like, well, LSU will keep it close. But you know what? I think this is the game where Alabama says we're all five-star recruits with a five-star coach. We proved it before. Watch what happens. It's got to be on CBS. Literally. Like, before CBS starts their CSI lineup, they put Alabama versus LSU on, right? Yes. Okay, they first. Do. Okay, good. They're like 330, Vern Lundquist. Vern, are you ready? They put new batteries in Vern. They have him charged up. He's getting ready. And Gary Danielson, he's gonna he's getting charged up. Yes. They're getting ready, baby. All right. I like Alabama now because of Brooks's analysis. I really do. He's right. Alabama covers. It does stay under. He went 21-14, which equals 35. Over under is 46. Cryer went 31-13. That's 44 points. So that stays under. Alabama covers. Alabama looks big, strong, mean, fast, and they're just going to gobble their way like Pac-Man through Auburn, through Mississippi State, adios, sayonara, I hope. I mean, what do you got to say to that? Yeah, I just, you know, I I just think they're just too young, LSU. I just think Alabama, they're going to turn it on sometime. Yeah. And they better. They've been doing it. They've been doing it. Yeah. And they better turn it on this week because you're playing a number one team the following week. So you better figure out your offense. And they're you know, hosting this lane Mississippi Kiffin State. Offense. Mississippi State has to go into Tuscaloosa. Yes. They are hosting. The thing is, Alabama, they're hosting the last three games. Right. So that's why it's big. So if Alabama shows the world on CBS and shows Vern Lundquist that they can cover seven on the road. Watch out, so you can put them up in the top four. Yes. And hopefully maybe in the Sugar Bowl with us visiting Michigan State. We'll see. We'll see. Now, here's a game. These teams, one is surprisingly high and one is surprisingly low in my mind. The number nine college football poll rated Arizona Sun Devils are hosting the number 10 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. And the thing about this is, back when it was supposed to come out on October 28th, I said Notre Dame's going to be fourth. They're only... Loss was at Florida State by four, where they had a, on the goal line. Now they keep winning, and yes, they you know they're they're not blowing people out. They beat Navy, didn't cover the other day. Now they're going to Arizona State. They got to play in Tempe, and last year they got to play in the Jerry Jones Dome in Dallas. Yes, and and Notre Dame won, but Golson's back, and now Notre Dame is dog. They're dogs. They're two and a half point dogs. Arizona State's favored. Over under 59.5, and, and it's in Tempe. 
Arizona State just came off a 19-16 overtime win over Utah. We're going to talk about Utah in one second here. So, like, what do you think going in here? Like, because I think Notre Dame should literally be considered for the top four if they keep winning. Yes, they should be. And I think they put the schedule, they have the schedule to prove it. You know, let's look at their last four games here. So they're playing at Arizona State, number nine. Northwestern, for some reason, every other week they play they're well. Three and five. We'll talk about them later, but we I like will. that you bring them up. They have to we, go to Northwestern this year, yes, right? Yes, they do. They have to go to Northwestern. So that's going to be in Evanston on November 15th. And I feel like that's never an easy game because Northwestern somehow plays well at home over here. Yeah, it's back on their schedule for, for after a while. Okay, yes. great, great point. Then you got Louisville, who mm-hmm. played Florida State well, and you have to go to Louisville. Yep. And then you got USC at home. Which, like I've said, they're an enigma in college never football. Know. You never know if what last Cody- week they played Washington State and it was like minus thirteen or fourteen, and I was like, you know what, I'm taking USC hard because this is the type of game where they're just gonna air it out and blast them, and they totally did. It was like fifty-two, fifteen, or something yes. like that. And that's that's the thing about USC that because Kessler is a good pro quarterback. Yes. So yes, he has. But anyway, big yeah. Numbers. But you're saying about Notre Dame, they've really tough schedule. Yeah, they do. They have tough games. To finish with, they've already beaten Stanford. They played Florida State close. Um, you know, beat crushed Michigan thirty-one nothing. Nothing. Yeah, lots of turnovers. Lots of you know it. So I just think I, they should be at least in the top five, if not the if not the top four, the top. So five. weird that they're tenth. And I have like, and Arizona State jumped so high from where they were. weren't they seventeen Utah. or nineteen? I think they were seventeen or nineteen before the last week, and they jumped to nine. Like that's a huge jump. And Utah's all right, but they're not great. I, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. Because, the, and here's the deal. Like, Arizona State's quarterbacks, Taylor Kelly, mm-hmm. he did not play in the UCLA game, I don't think, when they lost 62-27. to 27. It was a Thursday game. UCLA blitzkrieged them in the second half. So that's their bad thing. But you say the starting quarterback didn't play. So now there's no more excuses. So that's why I like this game and why I want to talk about it. Arizona State, with the best of what they got, is at home. And it's weird because it's a 3.30 p.m. Eastern game, so at home, 12.30 afternoon. I don't think they're used to playing 12.30 games in the Pac-12. I don't think so. Usually it's always an, it's an afternoon game. So they may be a little too nervous. Us, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I'm going to come out right now and say it. We have Notre Dame going in in a game that stays under the 59.5. Notre Dame's getting 2.5. I think Notre Dame wins this. I just think Notre Dame is going to cause going to be in there at the end. I'm just going to say it right now. Notre Dame goes in and wins in a good fashion in a game that does stay under. So I have it at 54. I have 31-23. Notre Dame wins. That's my Arizona State. You guys are way overrated and welcome to reality. Yeah. Notre Dame 31, Arizona State 23, ends up at 54. That's what I got. Yeah. I think this game stays under. I think Notre Dame easily wins this game. I'm going to say 35 to 24. So we're similar. Now, Now you have it staying right under by one half point, which is sweet. That's cool. It's a nice high score, and that would be an enjoyable game. But, like, I just don't think – I think Arizona State's overrated. And with Golson back on Notre Dame, I, I don't want to like Notre Dame, but I think they're good. Golson has made this team a, a contender for the playoffs. There's no doubt about that. No yeah. Golson, no contending for the Why playoffs. Why are they number 10? It doesn't make sense. They've really done well against their schedule, and, and – I've never in my life had sympathy for Notre Dame until today. And the last, I was like, what? Because Florida State's a dang good team. So it's it's just strange. And nothing would be finer somehow if teams lose, if Notre Dame and Michigan State can, you know, it's all like, what? 
Notre Dame, Michigan State playing in the Rose Bowl, like then I'm freaking out. So I'm just saying, Notre Dame has one loss to Florida State by four, where they got a offensive pass interference on a touchdown that won the game. Yes. So and you're putting them tenth. So then why is Florida State second or first? Florida you know State saying? shouldn't be that high. Like, That's what the a, thing. Okay, yeah. so we're talking about Arizona State. The reason they're important is because eventually they're going to have to go to Oregon to play the Pac-12 championship. That's at the end of the season because they're going to win their side of the division, the South, and the Pac-12 North is going to win by the Ducks, right? Up in Duck Pontchartrain, okay? Duck Pontchartrain. So all I'm saying is this. The That's why we're going to segue over to Utah, who just lost 1916. Utah now hosts Oregon Ducks, all right? Great game. Because Utah didn't really lose that much respect, right? I mean, they're no. still high in the rankings. No, they are. They're 17. And cry, was it two week two weeks ago we watched Maybe USC? USC. And yep. I and I picked that game and I said USC's putting up points. No, nope. I just can't they shut see them it. down, man. Yeah, they shut them down. They have a good defense, Utah. 27th overall. So tell me the line on this game. What do we got? What do we got going on here? Let's yep. see. Yep. Who's favored? We got this game. We got Oregon's favored by eight and yep. over under 16 and a half. Yep. And it's at Utah. Yeah. Utah's getting eight at home. I don't know, man. I think it's going to be closer. Yeah. I, I, that's got like eight doesn't make sense. It, like, I think a field goal is justice or six at least. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, I always look like six and a half or seven and a half. Yeah. I mean, like, because you're, you're tempting, but now you're saying eight. Yeah. For a road road team, yeah, and I mean, it's not easy to play Utah. And this, I, this is the best Utah team since we talked about it. Since Urban Meyer led them with Alex Smith mm-hmm. over Pitt and Larry Fitzgerald. You're right mm-hmm. in the Fiesta Bowl, like probably 2005 or something like that. Yeah, in the early 2000s. This is the best team they've had, Utah Utes. Yes, since then. I just it's I a think lot that, of points to get. It is. I think this is honestly a trap game too. For whom? It's a, for Oregon to lose. It's a trap game. Yeah, I think Utah is very good at home, and if they don't take this game seriously, Oregon, and they think they think they can walk in and score a bunch of points, I think they're dead wrong. Because, like we saw with the USC, Utah can handle the high scoring offense. Now USC doesn't run a quick offense like Oregon, but still, USC has a lot of weapons. Good quarterback, Mariota is a very quarter, good quarterback for Oregon. Okay, so I'm gonna let you pick first. Then you let me pick Oregon first? minus eight. Oregon minus eight, or someone say Utah plus eight, over under is 60.5. Yes. So what do you got? Who do you got winning? What's the final score? I think Oregon slightly, barely wins this game. Okay. Because, like we just said, the statement we just said, they are, Arizona already beat them. If, Arizona, if they beat Arizona, I feel like this would have been a game they possibly could have lost. All right. But they know what they need to do. They know, they know two losses won't get you in. Nope. So I think Oregon barely edges out Utah. And I'm going to say the score is Oregon 35, Utah 31. All right. He has Oregon not covering with the game going over. And I've already pre-written my score. And I will say it. They're losing. The Ducks are done. Ooh. Bye, Ducks. Get the Duck out of there. Get the duck out of the college wow. football playoffs. Man, usually I'm going this way. You need to go do some selfies with your hands like an O that's actually a triangle. It's not an O. Your stupid hands, all of your fans with your stupid hands. Yeah. It's like almost like this Miami it's literally thing. not an O. Yeah. Figure out your O because it's triangular. There. And I've got a big problem with your hand gestures. I've been to Oregon this year. You should have lost to the Michigan State Spartans. And you lucked out with a lot of fingertip grabs. <laughs> so enjoy losing to Utah, 23-21. The Utes are going to play Big D. You're going to get hit, and you're going to lose. And 
by Sayonara. Somehow, Michigan State's playing Notre Dame in the Rose Bowl. I've decided just now tonight it's going to happen. A lot of teams got to lose. It's going to be Alabama, number one, and um, who knows? Kansas State, number four. I don't know. Mississippi State. Going crazy tonight. I don't know. They're going to lose a bunch. They're going to lose to Alabama and Ole Miss. Interesting. They did not look good versus Arkansas. Arkansas is not a bad team, though. No. People don't give enough credit for Arkansas and what they can do and what Bielema is doing. I love segues, and he said the word bad team. So let's get to the Michigan Wolverines, all right? Let's finish off college football week 11. Now, last week I said there's no way they cover against Indiana. There's no way. There's no way. So that's why I was, I was being ironic there. It's still they're not a good team. Indiana fumbled. Like, one guy actually asked his teammate for one of those Puffs tissues and sneezed while fumbling. <laughs> And then Michigan got 34 to 10 and won. It still stayed under. We were both right about the under. But now Michigan has to go to Northwestern. And Northwestern, if you could lay an egg bigger than Northwestern, you would be in Willy Wonka's golden goose machine. Because it was like 31 to 7 at halftime, wasn't it? Yes. Or 38 to 7. Yeah, I think so. Literally, the Hawkeyes were dropping dumps all over them. They were like, we're up in the skies circling you. It was like literally 38 7. 31-7. Northwestern now is at home. They're getting one and a half. I just want your brief. Dave Brandon's gone. Brady Hoke has a chance to pull him back even, right? Yes. Five and five. hundred, yeah. So the over-under is 41, which means we're expecting a really big barn burner here <laughs> in Evanston. This is one to wake up for and go back to bed. But I just want to know, because Brooks likes Ann Arbor, and so do I. I like making fun of him. Yes. Can my cats, my, my bachelor's degree, I love Northwestern. I'm like, go, you Northwest. That's fight for victory. But I'm here at Michigan State, so I just want to know from you before I talk, can Michigan cover the one and a half at Northwestern? The maze and who? What? Exactly. Fail, fail to Michigan. Yes, fail. Fail. Fail to the victors. Fail to the defeated. You're like, hell no. (laughs) Anyway, go on. Yes. I mean, really, you're going to give them one and a half? I mean, they're favored. At Northwestern, which is funny because they probably should be. Yeah. But it's two and a half, then it's two, now it's one and a half. That's all I'm saying, man. I don't even, I don't. You know, th- this is like, this is a game where I could flip a coin and whatever, if it was heads, Michigan, tails, Northwestern, whatever showed up. Seriously. I would be like, okay, I'm going to go with that. I know. I mean, the maize and blue I have no respect for. You know, I used to have respect for them when they were good and they built good teams. Yep. Finally, they got Brandon out of there, which I'm very happy about. Mm-hmm. I literally just said a swear word in my mind. Go on. Yes. About them. Yes. Uh, I th- I'm I'm gonna say Northwestern wins this one. Okay. Just I just I'm just feeling the Wildcats at home. They're three and five. Somehow Pat Fitzgerald's gonna rile them up for this game. Okay. And they're gonna get in the win. So I'm gonna say Northwestern wins this game. Let's see the over yeah, under forty one. That's the question I want to hear from you. That's the biggest thing. Michigan doesn't put up much points, nor does Northwestern. <laughs> it's a tough one. That's why I left. This is the last game of NCAA we're going to get to a couple NFL games. I'm going to be spontaneous and be this. This is going to go over 41. Okay. I'm going to say Northwestern gets, I'm going to say their offense gets hot. Okay. Simeon just hitting people left All and right. All right. 35 for Northwestern, 21 for Michigan. So a f- that would be bad. Now, Anything would be bad. Brady Hoke literally needs it. So that's the funny part. Like, I'm just going to be weird. I'm going to be weird. Michigan's going in and winning it. 
Michigan wins 24-20. There it is. They cover. Literally. Can somebody please go outside and, and, and get a fire for me to jump into? I don't, I don't know what else to say. I feel disgraced by myself right now. But you're a wildcat. You should pick the wildcats. Though I never picked the Spartans. I'm a wildcat. I'm picking the wolverines. I know. This is horrible. I know. All I need to say is this. To an animal that's extinct. I don't know what to say, guys. Getting close to being extinct. I'm just going to say Michigan wins 24-20, and it's horrible. Like, really ugly game? No, it's just horrible that I'm correct. Oh, okay. I don't know what to do. So that's why. It's not because I like them. The thing that I'm more telling you guys is that the game's going over. Okay. The 41's going to get toppled. Yeah. So... That one I like better than anything. It it breaks my heart to say it. So Wolverine celebrating in Lake Michigan. I just want people to know that I'm I'm trying to hit this up objectively. Yes. I don't think Northwestern's going to do it. Okay. Off that sad note, it's like I just killed a relative. I'm going to get to NFL Week Ten. Okay. It does bug me that I picked Michigan. There's all sorts of words I want to say, but we got two games. NFL Week Ten, literally. Last week should have been a bye week for the entire week. This week, we have Dallas going to Jacksonville, and we're not going to talk about it because literally the British people are wondering what is going on. They actually think that Roger Goodell is mocking them by sending the Cowboys to play the Jacksonville. Any comment on that one? No, I don't have any If you had a Queens Park Rangers ticket versus the Tottenham Spurs versus the Cowboys versus the Jaguars... On, like, literally how many levels up would you want the first one? Uh, a lot. <laughs> yeah. I would not. A hundred? Yeah, probably a hundred. Okay. That's all I want to say. Now, there's two games we're going to talk about. We're here in Michigan. We got the Detroit Lions. Lake Detroit to train. <laughs> now, Detroit is coming off. Motor City. The Motor City, baby. We're back. We back. Rick Snyder, four more years, baby. Get Old on in. Town. Here. Get on in. Get it in. <laughs> okay. Did you vote? I did not vote. Really? Yes. I voted for wolves to not get killed, and I was right. Good. So you're welcome. Every wolf, and not talk about wolverines, because that wasn't on the ballot. It just said wolves. It was like, can we hunt wolves? I was like, did it say? And I had to go ask this lady. She's like, it says wolves, not wolverines. I go, ma'am, are wolves and wolverines related? And they're like, I'm pretty sure they're not. And I said, I'll vote no then. So we saved wolves that way Good. on Tuesday. All the other votes, I didn't care. I just wanted to kill wolverines if it were possible, but it wasn't. It was another thing. Okay. I voted no to kill the wolves. Okay. Now Detroit's at home, minus two and a half against the Miami Dolphins, who barely squeaked by the San Diego Chargers, 37 to nothing last week at home. So, so the Dolphins Miami. are rolling. And here's the here's the here's the Detroit Lions coming off basically an, a 13 day layoff because they had to go to London to play Atlanta and lose by 21 points in the first half, only to score 22 in the second half. Yes. So they've had a lot of time to think about what they did wrong, and not cover the spread again. And now they have the Dolphins come in, who's hungry. Tannehill's never been playing better, and I'm wondering, do you like Miami as much as I do? Because I like Miami to win. I really like Miami. I think they're just they're hot. You got to pick when teams are hot. Like I picked Pittsburgh last week to win. Yep. When a team's hot, stick with them, man. That's how professional sports work. It's forty three and a half over under. I mean, like Miami's hot. Miami's a team that beat the Patriots this season to surprise them. 
but they got hot. They they should have lost. Through, they should have defeated Green Bay in a game that they lost. On you know, and Rodgers has been great. Like the Packers are looking very solid, and that's the biggest competition that Detroit has to worry about. But here's a home game. We always say it. Every single game for Detroit Lions is a must win. So if they can win, I don't care if it's 22. See, what's funny is we're talking point spread, baby. This is walk the line. So I'm taking Miami's point spread first and foremost. Okay. Okay. Money line versus the points. Cryer always says take the points. So Detroit showed you. They fall down 23-10 to New Orleans when they're one and a half point favorites. They win by one. They fall down 21 nothing to the Falcons when they're two and a half point favorites. They win by they one. Win by one. So you take Miami Dolphins points, and you just have a nice Sunday. And I'm going to say Miami just whoops them, right? The 43-and-a-half, sure. I don't know. It's just such an NFL score. It is. You're like 17-14 equals 31, 27-24 is 51, 24-21 is 44. I mean, like, so let's just do it. Let's just say Miami wins 24-21. All right. Yep. I got it. Yeah, you hit it up. Like I said, I'm going to stick with a team that's hot. Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. Detroit, is Calvin Johnson healthy? Like, this happens every year. But Golden Tate's one of the best Gold, receivers in the league yeah, this year. Gold, yeah, what? that's the question, too. What's going to happen when Johnson and Tate are on the field? Like, there's going to be complaining on who gets more passes because Golden Tate just is spectacular. Question. Where are their tight ends? Ebron, Furia being an idiot by hurting himself with this dog accident or whatever. Uh, not... Um, and then Pettigrew. All things are forgiven when a team has a winning record, though, man. That's true. That's a good point. I mean, like, that's the funny thing about sports. It is. I mean, like, and if you look at the standings right now, I mean, it's it's funny to see because, yeah, like I said, Green Bay Packers have been winning, you know, above and beyond. They're doing great. You know, they're 5-3. and three. Here's the thing. Detroit is leading the division at 6-2. and two. They won three straight games. The Bears are on the downslide. Yeah, the Minnesota's Vikings, four and five. No the Bears way are three and catch. five. Yeah, and Green Bay is obviously going to do better this season. That was a tough loss they had to the New Orleans Saints. But Green Bay is a good team. Now Miami, five and three, but they've won three in a row. Yes, and they look better every every time out. So they do, and I think Tannehill's finally found his rhythm. Yep, I think he's he's that quarterback that they drafted that. You know he would. He only had played quarterback for what a season at Texas A and M, before being the kicker, the wide receiver, yeah, everything else. He figured else. it out. He's figured it out. Not the strongest arm, but he's throwing the ball better. And I think Miami wins. I think there's going to be. Yeah, they're going to cover the two and a half. Okay. I'm going to say Miami wins. All right. Tannehill can put up four touchdowns All on right. the Lions. Especially with Mike Wallace. And Mike Wallace is on my fantasy football team. I guess there's a little <laughs> leeway to that one, but All right. I'm going to say Miami 28, Detroit 21. All right. That's your score of the night. That is, isn't it? Yep. That's all right. So many picks. All right. Last game of the week, and I mean week by the San Francisco 49ers who can't beat the Rams at home. So they're going to be playing at New Orleans, who, like I was saying, they spanked Green Bay Packers 44-23 the last time they played. New Orleans has now taken over the division at a whopping 4-4 four and four record. Okay, They defeated the Carolina Panthers 28-10, right? And the week before that, they defeated the Green Bay Packers. These are two important victories for the New Orleans Saints. Now they're back at home, and they're going to be at home for a while. They're hosting San Francisco 49ers, who did not... They lost 13-10 to the Rams at home. 
They were nine and a half point favorites. I know that very well since I decided that that would be a good pick. And then Kaepernick fumbling meant nothing because they weren't going to cover. But that's still very embarrassing. Now the the Saints are minus five. It's a one p.m. start. It's in the Superdome, which is what near Lake which lake? Pontchartrain. Lake Pontchartrain. The Superdome. Oh, Mardi comes early this year. Hand grenades everywhere. Oh, hand grenades and bourbon strike. Toot-toot, trolley, beignets, and bourbon. Okay, now, how long can Jim Harbaugh wait before he gets fired to take over for Brady Hoke? But like I told you in the car, maybe Ella, maybe Les Miles gets the job. Why? Why would he want to leave Lake Pontchartrain? <laughs> Why would he want to leave Tiger Bait? Tiger you Bait. You don't go back to Michigan. After you get some alligator soup and some beignets and s- swim in Lake Pontchartrain, you ain't coming back up here. With the gators, you with the croc- wolves, and we crocodiles. Can't. If you could legally hunt wolves, then you would come up. But I voted no, and I won. You're welcome, wolves. Okay, but the question I have for you is, New Orleans is minus five, the over is 49. Like, WTF is San Francisco going to do with their season at four and four? Now, because the, the, the Arizona Cardinals are 8-1 and one or something, and the, and the um, Seattle Seahawks, they're back on track. They're 5-3. and three. Yes. So, looking bad now for San Francisco, do they cover five points on the road? No, I don't. No, I don't think they – I think New Orleans is too good at home. It's a Superdome. Yep. They play so well in the Superdome. Yes, they do. Drew Brees-Jimmy Graham connection. That's happening. And I think the New Orleans Saints win – I'm going to say they put up 31, Okay. and San Francisco only puts up 24. All right, so you have it going over. You got yes. it 55, and you have San Francisco not covering. And I think that's a very, very good score. Like, yeah. I mean, it's really hard for me to deviate too much because I don't want to say that San Francisco can't hang with them. I still think Kaepernick is a very respectable player. I just don't know what's happening to the 49ers. Anquan Bolden's there. I, don't, I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, but Bolden hasn't been bold in the past couple of years. That's the thing. Something's wrong, though. And it's Frank like, Gore's hurt, and there's a whole slew of things. Play calling. Let's get some bootlegs for Kaepernick. Let's get him out on the run. I mean, they're underutilizing him. They still have eight more games to go, so half the season's done. Like, you guys got to win seven out of eight. You know what I'm saying? You got to win 11, finish 11 and five at this point. So, no, they're not going to cover. They're in trouble right now. Tumultuous area of the season. For the San Francisco 49ers. So, no, they don't cover. Yes, New Orleans runs them. I'm going to say 38-27 to 27 in a game that goes way over. No, even worse. 38-24. They win by two touchdowns. New Orleans covers easily, takes it way over, and everybody in Lake Pontchartrain is going to be happy about LSU defeating Alabama maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Celebrating on Bourbon Street with the the strings of beads and everything. All I know is some hotel better get ready for my reservation when Michigan State gets into the Sugar Bowl. That's all I'm saying. For our reservation. Brooks is going to be there. Got Ryan Smith coming over. Cody. Got Cody. We got everybody. We got the whole fam coming, baby. Yes. January 1st. We're going to get it on the 29th of December. We're going to ring in the New Year in Lake Pontchartrain. We got beignets. Some at the crocodiles in grass. I'm going to get my own crocodile. (laughs) I'm going to get less miles for my my Bourbon Street hotel room. He's like, I got to get to the Capital One Bowl. I said, hold on. You just wait on the Capital One Bowl. Making some grass milkshakes. He's like, we have three losses. Please have mercy on my soul. I said, hold on. We in Bourbon Street. Anyway, now, back to reality. Really, I think just to sum up this week, Brooks. We have the first 
and only real test for Michigan State. It's now or never. If Michigan State does not cover the three and a half points against Ohio State, then like I'll we'll just have to sing some like shoulder side swingy songs where we just kind of like say it could have been. You know what I mean? Yes. Round round a campfire. It's now or never. Yeah, it is. It is now or never. This is the week. Do you think there's a possibility that Michigan State crams and shoves it on Ohio State and still doesn't get respect? Because I think that's a worry of mine. You know, the funny thing is, with the rankings, I I think the one thing they said is it doesn't matter how how bad you beat teams anymore. No, no, it doesn't. That's the thing that sucks about this because, you know. But perception is reality, man. It is. And the thing is, the you're like, well, if we kick the crap out of Ohio State, that makes Ohio State look bad. So catch 22. We don't beat them very bad. We look bad. We beat them really bad. They look so bad that we don't look that good. Yeah. I don't know what to do. You got to meet somewhere in between where it's respectable, but you beat them. But you know, and like I said, the f- continued good play through four quarters. They can yeah, put I up, hear you there. Put up, put up, you know, 10 the first quarter, 7, 7 and 10 or something. Yeah, then you know, the Nebraska whatever. fourth quarter really kind of might hurt us. And, the, and, and I can tell you, I was personally in Eugene, Oregon. That is a very tough crowd. Those fans are awesome f- yeah. for their team. Good job. And I make fun of them. You know what I'm saying. I made fun of them today. But that environment was so difficult with 99-degree weather in September, and that's a gutsy thing for a Big Ten team to go to the Pac-12 and play a game. Yes. So that loss should not be discounted because Oregon is a good team. So I did say Utah's going to beat them, but that's wishful thinking, man. I mean, to be honest. It is. And Michigan State deserves respect. So if and when we shove it up into Ohio State and win by 10 or 11 points, like I said, 28-17, I mean, hopefully it's 55-17. I don't know. Just Michigan State's got to show the world how good we are because I think that we, Michigan State, are good. Yeah. So I agree. It's a wonderful season shaping up. I'm very much enjoying it. I can't wait for Saturday. Can't wait for all these games. It's just so fun. Yes, especially SEC time at the end of the year I mean, when they're all going to beat up on each other. Like I had a fun time. I had a, a pseudo-serious tone this week because it's so fun. Like Literally, like I was joking around this entire show because it, like this is wonderful. This is the most joyous time of the year. 11th weekend. Look at all these top 25 matchups. It's Christmas for college students. Yeah, we're going to see it all kind of, the deck is going to get shuffled in a different way, and there's going to be surprises. So we always think, uh, as we talk about, we're talking about predictions, but reality, you know, we never know what's going to happen. No, we don't, and that's the beauty of the game. Yep. So hopefully, though, because we are fans, at least I can speak for myself, and I think Brooks too, I think we're fans, we just want to see Michigan State perform well, we want to see a good game. So we Mm -hmm. want to see Michigan State win big. Yes. I don't know what else to say. So... Listen, it's uh, back to November. We got daylight savings. We got short days, long nights. We got cold weather. We got rain. So stay warm. Enjoy yourself. And, uh, you know, keep tuning in. We we really enjoy everybody, and uh, we enjoy doing this. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Yes, take care, folks. Yep, have a good week. We'll see you.